Welcome to the Sneaky Side Hustle, the ordinary podcast where you get to hear from extraordinary South Africans and their crazy stories of juggling nine to fives by day and side hustles by night. I'm your host, Fusi Revele, and these are their success stories. Episode 5, here we go. Last week we had Godfrey Shabalala with his Stockfell side hustle on the show. And his episode taught us that you don't need a high paying job to make money as long as you're disciplined and live within your means. This week we have the energetic and creative Corin Kelly who is a full-time mom, has a corporate job in IT and runs a few side hustles. She's a jack of all trades and a master of them all. Her latest side hustle is called The Tiny Dollhouse SA. That's right, she makes dollhouses and tiny furniture and decor items for children as well as for adults and has managed to make money from it. Let's find out how she does it all. My name's Karen Kelly. Uh, a lot of people know me as Kari, which is like my alter ego that I have, um, but it's like my creative side. So I see myself as a creative um, at heart, but like we've always like, so I grew up in a creative family. My mom was a home economics teacher and then later a school principal and my sister studied fashion design. Um, and we always did very creative things at home. Um, and I think, I guess that translates into what I do now. So I've always been like, we, we've always been crafting and doing different things. Um, so then I went on to study. So I've got a degree, a BSc degree in maths, um, <laughs> which is completely different uh, to my creative side. But I also feel that maths is a very creative line. So it teach you, teaches you a way of thinking and like you just look at things differently. And it's obviously like a big problem solving element towards it. And then um, I work in corporate as well as doing um, a few side hustle things in which one of the main ones now is the tiny dollhouse that I started uh, during lockdown, which Native Daigor also had a big part in, which I'm very excited about. Amazing. Uh, welcome, Corinne, and thank you. Thank you for making the time. <laughs> tiny dollhouse. These dollhouses that you make, who exactly are they made for? So that's quite interesting. So how my journey started is my bestie stays in Holland and it's big in Holland. Like there's a lot of people that have dollhouses. And she sent me a photo one day of one of these modern dollhouses out of a shop window. And I was, I was finished. I knew this is what I needed to do. And, um, I actually like did it for myself initially. So I found I, I thought I was doing it for adults. But as I launched the shop, I realized more and more people wanted to buy it for their kids. Um, so I actually had to redesign some of the products so that they're not as flimsy. Like, for instance, I've got trestle tables, which is amazing for adults and it looks very good. But when kids play with it, they seem to knock over. So I actually have a range that I say is more suitable for kids and then a little bit that is suitable for adults in between. So I think, like I said, initially I thought I would focus on adults more, but it's more something to do with your kids now. So I think both together. So it's a very nice thing for kids, but that adults can also obviously be a part of. It's so interesting, you know, because it started as your interest and then obviously turned out to be, you know, something more for kids it kind of like tells a story about where South Africa is in terms of following trends and being able to interpret the trends in the same way as 
they're interpreted overseas. I think it's quite brave of you to bring something into South Africa that is completely foreign in the sense that it's a very niche and very specialized sort of dollhouse that you make. Where does the bravery come from? Because I would be sitting in that space thinking, geez, what are people going to think? You know, have I lost my mind? You know, what's going on here? (laughs) How did you manage to to deal with that in terms of being brave enough to do it? I think I always say the best way to start is to start. Um, Because a lot of the times we think, okay, should we start? Should we not start? But if you don't actually get to the point, we actually start something, you'll never know if it's like a fail, or if you can actually go forward with it. So the tiny dollars, I think I started it at like the right moment. So it was obviously at the start of lockdown. Um, And I think a lot of people realize that they they had this time that their kids were spending at home and that we weren't going out or doing different things. And they didn't want to necessarily have their kids stuck in front of the TV for hours. Hmm. And I think we're moving back to a place where we realize that it's, I mean, it's not good for kids and adults to just be online the whole time. We actually need to start getting back to our roots and doing things like like at our creativity and like imaginary play and doing all those things. So I think it was the right moment for me to start the business. And I just thought like, I need to start. If people like it, I'll see. I just introduced a few products, like just judge the market. And I think a lot of the times you think a certain product really, really sell well. And then you find it's the ones that you thought as add-ons that is actually doing good. So I think like starting a brand is just, you you just need to start somewhere and like test it with different products. And then you see, you judge by the sales on those, which way you need to go with your business. Mm, And I think with over 5,000 Instagram followers, you've definitely been able to judge (laughs) the market quite well. Um, Getting getting there. (laughs) You you spoke about um, having kids uh, do things which are more sort of cognitive and physical and going back to basics. I think that it's difficult for parents to to instill those sort of values and activities, you know, within to to their kids or to pass that on to their kids. And uh, it's it's mainly a function of time. Where do you find mm-hmm. the time being a mom and also, you know, having your your full job, full-time job as well as your side hustle or multiple side hustles as you actually mentioned? So think I'm the perfect example necessarily all the time but what I've really started trying to do is just to compartmentalize like the different things I do so I've got set time so I do I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a job that is quite flexible in terms of hours so I try and work in the mornings when they're at school and then obviously when they go to bed at night I like log in again and do the different things and um I understand like like not everyone uh, would be in that opportunity um, Mm. to necessarily do that. But I think the important thing is to try and when you spend time with your kids that you spend that time quality wise with your kids. That I found if I try and work and spend time with them at the same time, it takes you five times longer to do what you're doing. And they also they can see that you're not really spending that time actively with them so what I'm trying to do is when I work I work and then I log off then I spend my time with them and we really do something nicely together and then I was like like I say like doing the different things 
Mm, and and does that um, you know mixing your passion with work, and then you've got the kids there as well in the mix. Does that still feel like uh, something that you're passionate about, or has it become a little bit more like work now? No, so I think this is like reinstalled my passion, like the tiny doll house, mm. um, because it's really something that I'm passionate about. Like I love doing the tiny things. I love seeing a big thing and like thinking, mm, how can I make this tiny? Because I think that's that's the like thing I really like about dollhouses is you can feel, oh, yes, I've just done a kitchen renovation in like less than an hour and I break the bank. So um, I think it's a very rewarding thing to do. And just like looking, for instance, at like everyday objects. So you find a toothpaste that's finished and you think, oh, that cap can definitely become a lampshade so it's finding different things and I find my daughter also comes home and she's like oh I got this thing can we not change it like for something in the dollhouse so yeah I think it's it's like such a diverse I don't know I just get passionate about it because I just see like tiny things everywhere um, that you can actually use as part of this I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice Uh, it's it's uh, it's very palpable (laughs) Um, but speaking of that, uh, you know, doing things on a budget and, and speaking about money, mm-hmm. how much does your side hustle manage to bring in sustainably for you every single month? Since I started the dollhouse um, business, it's given me about 15, 14 to 15,000 rand in sales every month. But it's a nice income for me. It's a nice something extra that I'm able to do. You're getting paid to do what you love, essentially, right? Yes, and it's it's like funding my own expenses buying more items for my dollhouse. <laughs> a win-win-win situation. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, Corin, tell me, why do so many businesses in South Africa fail? We have one of the highest failure rates in the world, and that's it's mind blowing. You know, it means that yeah. as South Africans, we are just not good at doing business. So, why do you believe that? so many people who start their side hustles um, or full-time businesses end up not having any success uh, with their, with their um, ventures. Okay. So I think I can only obviously talk about my experience, like out of a business side, and I'm, I'm definitely not an expert when it comes to that, but I think it's difficult. I, I mean, you obviously have quite a bit of startup costs and I didn't make money the first month. I didn't make money the second month. <laughs> like I only started making money after the fourth or fifth month. And it's difficult if if you do it as your full-time job, for instance, and you haven't earned money and you've actually like given out money before you can start mm. And you still have money. to pay the rent and so forth while all of that is still happening. Definitely. It becomes very difficult. So you can easily get discouraged, I think. And like, obviously, you need to support your family as well. That's why I always suggest, like, if you want to do something, maybe just start doing it as a side hustle first. Like I said, the items I thought would sell well wasn't necessarily the items that did sell well. And I tried to get a lot of feedback from people, like, what would you like to see? Obviously, the items that I sell isn't necessarily a necessary item for people. It's not like food or staple products or so. So it's people that that buy it as an extra. Hmm. So that also depends on your on your business. Um, but I think you're, it's a, it's very difficult for people 
Um, and there's a lot of things you need to think about. You need to be on social media. You need to be on the internet. You need to do different things. And I would definitely think if you start a business, it's very important to have that online presence. Obviously, if you decide to sell at markets mostly, um, then you might not need a website. But for follow-ups afterwards, you need to do that something in between markets, like think of how your revenue streams, where you're going to get your money in from, where you're going to get your sales from. Mm. Yeah, so that's just why I think um, it's, it's really difficult. Good point is there. So we're getting to the end of um, our interview, Corin, and uh, I just want to go through our quickfire questions with you. You know, these are just <laughs> some uh, light, uh, interesting questions, five of them. And if you can't answer any of them, just move on to the next one. So question one, okay. you win a million rand in the lotto today. What do you do with it? Sure. I would probably, well, paint my house pink, but I don't think that would go down well. <laughs> <laughs> like, complete, like, Reno. So my house is, like, one of my favorite places in the whole world. Like, every time after a holiday and we come home, like, I just love my house, like everything, but I would probably spend quite a bit more money, like doing things like that in and around the house. Okay. Uh, question two, what advice do you have for aspiring side hustlers? Sure. So like I said in the beginning, like if you want to start something, you actually need to start something. Absolutely. What is your favorite book or podcast or educational radio show? So two books that really made a big difference for me in my life is the first one is Marie Kondo's uh, book uh, to obviously like declutter and get your life just everything sorted in little boxes because I really love having everything in boxes but then another book is a book by Karen Stott and it's called An Intentional Life hmm. which and I don't know if it's just because our names are the same but I could really relate to a lot of the things that she had in her book and like the choices she had to make to like actually starting to live more intentionally. Awesome. And what is your favorite quote? Sure. Um, so I think for me, it's to choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life by Confucius. Mm, and it suits you that quote. And the last question is, are entrepreneurs born that way or can they learn to be entrepreneurs? I, I've never really been like a, a go-getter um, and like going out and like conquering the world and doing things. But by starting small, I've learned out of, out of what I've done. And I think I've become someone that is an entrepreneur in like a sense of the world. I'm not thinking of building like a multi-million rand company but I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur in South Africa, that you can have your small passion project and you can actually like still make some income out of it. Where is the tiny dollhouse headed to? <laughs> sure. Okay. So I don't want to become a factory that just churns out like a hundred of the same tables. I want each person's dollhouse to be their own journey. So that's what, I'm trying to do is just to stay passionate about it and by doing that like sharing that passion with other people make your little space your happy place i love it yes. <laughs> and whether you find it pink or purple or green 
it must be your happy space. <laughs> nice. Where can people get hold of you uh, of Tiny Dollhouse uh, and see your products, purchase your products and get involved? Okay, so um, the Tiny Dollhouse South Africa is obviously only available in South Africa. Hmm. Um, so it's on tinydollhouse.co.za and then I'm also on Instagram um, to tinydollhouse underscore ZA. Um, yeah, and you'll find me there. If you look for something pink, you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, Corin. It's been uh, fantastic. Your energy has been great. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. And thank you for the part that you've played in my journey. I mean, you've really inspired me to do what I do and like have been a big part of oh, this in making the dream a big reality. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a rating so the next person can enjoy the same experience and to help us grow the show. To suggest our next guest, get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok by searching for Sneaky Side Hustle Podcast. See you next week, Wednesday. <laughs>